Welcome to the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Jeff Johnson here with the marvelous or delightful or whatever she said last time, Kristen Peterson. How are you doing, Kristen? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm great. We're going to get into a classroom jobs discussion a little bit, but I want to want to throw something out there, uh, uh, something we're calling uh, here at Upstairs Studio, we're calling Operation Mountain Goat. Oh, um, tell me more. Well, see, this is the thing about it. I can't tell you much, Oh, but I want to talk about it. So um, <laughs> this falls under the doing the scary thing category. This falls under the change category. Oh. This falls under the joyful life category. This falls yeah. under the, the relationships I category. Can relate. I can relate. We uh we decided we're gonna we just did the uh, um what is it a, close to a month ago now I I I mentioned to the uh, lovely Mrs Johnson that hey we could do this this thing and then she was like oh yeah we could do that thing and then we kind of refined the thing we thought about making the one version of the thing and then it got refined to another version of the thing and then we thought well yeah we could do that. And so it is a, it's going to, I mean, it'll happen sometime in the first part of next year. And it's like a working a little bit on it every day, almost thing. Cause there's a lots of moving pieces, but um, in the end, it should be pretty delightful. You're looking at me with a look of curiosity on your face. You're right. I mean, who would not be curious now? I have like guesses. Okay. You can uh, like guess. you're going to like, Sell everything and move into an RV and travel around the United States. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, you, does it have anything to do with moving? No. Oh. Um, I don't know. Hmm, that's You're not okay. going to tell. No, You're I'm not, not going to tell. Uh, even even after we after we stop recording, I'm not going to tell. Um, and even if you guess something correctly, I won't tell because it's oh, uh, it. it's in the secret top top secret phase now. Um, when it becomes appropriate to divulge more information, I will do that on a future episode. But uh, um, that's uh, that's not fair. That's I the thing don't that's like going on. not knowing what's happening. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought I'd bring it up too, because I, I thought it would slowly drive you and some listeners crazy. Probably. Um, You're right about that. Mm-hmm. So another update before we get into the topic, uh, we mentioned uh, a couple uh, episodes ago when we were together, mentioned we started this, uh, this dance habit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today was number day 42 in a row. Amazing. So uh, that's been, that's been a fun thing going on. What and, song was uh, it? Um... I don't remember the name of it. It's that sugar pie, honey, sugar pie, honey bunch. Yeah. You know that I love you. Yep. I can't help myself. Can't that was help the myself. Yeah. I well, love you. you and nobody else. So maybe you, you should record a couple. Me to sing. I can you serenade while you I was dance. I going to say you should record a couple songs and then we could do a. <laughs> <laughs> do uh, add you to the playlist. You got to get you on Spotify though. So classroom jobs, where do you want to <laughs> jump in? Somebody threw this idea at yeah, you and somebody, we're going to talk about it. Uh, send me an Instagram question and said, what, what, like, I love what you have to say, but how do you feel about classroom jobs? And I replied back this morning and I was like, you know, actually I've never really put a lot of thought into classroom jobs because it's not something that I've ever implemented because well, I mean, there's a few reasons that I kind of thought through. I mean, it just has never dawned on me to have classroom jobs in my program at all, ever. Um, 
I, I really believe that like children are intrinsically motivated to do things and and like it's not play if they didn't choose to do it so if they're forced to do a job how, where does it have a place in a play-based program however then you have all the people who say oh my gosh but they love it they love but they like anticipate it and they look forward to being the classroom fish feeder or the line leader or the uh caboose on the line um so that there's that camp of people <laughs> there's that camp of people too but like i find our classroom runs completely efficiently without any classroom jobs and i also find whoa, whoa, okay, that wait that pause for a moment yeah 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 um it runs completely efficiently without any classroom jobs but aren't aren't kids doing any jobs yes they're doing they're doing all of the jobs that they need to do through play and i mean you can like separate jobs into two different like definitions like you can look at like their job is learning and they need play to learn or you can look at it as an, an activity like a chore maybe is what the the def like what i'm hooking the definition to a job as like you know like i don't know the, and they're often like menial the jobs that are assigned to children it's like here give one pebble of food to the fish or it's your job to um pass out the milk cartons at lunch or it's your job to be the line leader hold the door open whatever it may be um, but I also when so in my classroom, when we like, I feel like kids are much more apt to jump in and help when it's something that they really feel empowered by. So like, we don't have an issue. Like if like the other day I needed to wrap a pool noodle around this big post. So we had this um, birdhouse in our outdoor classroom and it was on like a metal stake. Well, the birdhouse was kind of like shoved up in a tree and then the tree kind of grew around it and lifted the stake out of the ground. So then we had this giant metal thing coming out of the tree and the licensor came and said, you really need to cover that with something until you can get it cut off. And so I immediately found a kiddo and I was like, hey, you want to come help me with a thing? I got to like tape some pool noodles around a big post. He was like, oh my gosh, yes. And followed me outside and like he spent 10 minutes wrapping duct tape around that pool noodle on that post and was so happy to do it. He felt so empowered. He felt so useful. And like his sense of self, his, maybe his ego even was a little bit inflated because he was like, mm, I got to do a really special thing with the teacher. So, so is that a know, job? Is that a job or is that helping? I think that's helping. But it's also a job. I mean, I don't know. What's the definition? What, what is a job? Well, I think, I think, you know, we got to break this down because classroom jobs. Um, I mean, yeah, you're right. It does sound kind of manual laborish um, to a point. On the other hand, um, look, I enjoy me some manual labor once in a while. <laughs> it gets the body moving. It's good for you. It's uh, physically active. You're using your hands and your mind. Nothing wrong with doing some manual labor. But I think that a lot of stuff that gets labeled as classroom jobs is 
um, would fall for me under the category of, of bullshit jobs, um, make work jobs. Yes. Um, that's it, what I was it, saying. Like it just, they're like jobs. You're just assigning something to assign something. Yeah. I mean, being the line caboose, um, what, what are the, I mean, what's that job description look like in the, uh, in the child, uh, work <laughs> employee handbook? Uh, uh, what do you, what do you do? You make sure the door is closed when you get in there from the playground. What's the, I I'd never well, even heard of anybody. being. I the think the before. classroom caboose is just because people need another job mm-hmm. and, um, the, it makes being at the back of the line feel good. Cause it's a job and it's not like, Oh crap. I'm at the back of the line again. See, I, I was always eager to be at the back of the line because the teacher was at the front of the line and you could get away with more crap at the back of the line. <laughs> so that's I where I preferred to be. Um, so I think when we, we, we kind of invent these jobs and they don't have a real purpose, they, it ends up being a make work kind of situation for the teacher Yes. And I think the kids really quickly catch on to the idea that there's no real value in what they're doing. Right. Um, and then they put together, I mean, it's, it's it, you, a lot of times I've, I've seen this a bureaucracy build up around this because you got to have a job chart and then yes. somebody's got to do some laminating uh-huh. and then you got to take everybody's time during the day to do that. And it becomes yeah. a whole big production. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not really interested or cool with that version of classroom jobs Me neither. but and um there are kids who want to feel helpful and valuable and part of the team yes. and working together can build the community and cohesion and relationships and yes. so if there is somebody who has a lot of fucks to give about the goldfish letting them be the goldfish helper is, is a great. And if they want to call that their, their, their job is to help with the goldfish. That's, that's a perfectly fine label to put on it. Um, and then they do that until they're, they're done doing it, which might be yeah. the entire school year, or it might be a week. Yes. And then maybe somebody else wants to come and do that job and maybe not. Right. Um, Back in our family childcare days, I mean, there were kids who who really needed to help wipe the tables off after lunch yes. or those kind of things, and mm-hmm. um, they didn't do quite as good a job as Tasha does. Um, yeah. Although they did a better job than I probably did, and so they were right <laughs> there in the middle. And and so there was usually a a three year old given that job before I would get the opportunity to do it. So those kind of things, and you know, carrying carrying plates and dishes uh, from the from the table to the kitchen, those kind of little things. And and I mean, some kids just enjoy the hell out of sweeping, and so by all means, hand them a broom. But when we build this structure around mm-hmm. it all it just seems it seems a lot like like busy work that maybe we don't need doing yes it sounds exhausting to me like i think about how much time and thought would have to go into that and to the rotation and to the prepping and to the explaining and to the troubleshooting and to the like emotional support that they need when it's not their turn to feed the fish and they thought it was their turn to feed the fish like, it sounds like something I don't want to spend my time doing. Yeah. And when you just go around assigning those jobs or rotating through them, um, you end up with somebody helping with the fish who, who doesn't care about the fish. 
Yeah. And, and so they don't see any value in it. They see it as a, as a, as a chore, which I mean, it technically is. Um, and they'd rather well, be doing something dead. else. And so I, well, it, dead it takes, fish will show up. They'll reach yeah. in and say, I hate you. That fish, is, <laughs> that fish is an <laughs> asshole. I'm going to feed him. Um, and so it takes out any, any playfulness when we start mandating that kids are doing, doing these jobs. Yes. And I mean, the loss of playfulness is, I mean, there's already not enough playfulness in a lot of early learning settings. And so why, why create a structure that is, is not playful when you have, when you have options. Exactly. And, Mm. and there are a lot of kids out there that are just lazy. And I think it's a good idea if they get their get up off their butts and start doing things and helping out a little bit. So I've, I've, I've got that kind of spin on it on it too. I think it's important that everybody contribute a little bit and because there's, it builds up, uh, it builds up some self-value and some self-worth and some, some actual living in the world skills that are valuable. And so I'm all for kids having jobs. I just think they need to be reality based as far as their interests and abilities. Okay. So how would you, um, suggest that somebody in an early childhood play-based program who has typically had jobs, who wants to switch to just like a natural thing. And then all of a sudden, none of the kids want to do anything. Like I'm, I'm actually specifically thinking my own children at home on this, but I tried to like put it into an early childhood setting, but really it's about my own kids. How do I get my own kids to do shit? (laughs) I mean, stop feeding them. Stop driving them places. Turn off the internet. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't believe you're, you're, I, I've, I, I've met all of your children and spent time with them. I can't believe your children wouldn't be, wouldn't be keen on helping around the house. I mean, I think crew is the best one. He like is super willing to help out whenever I ask. Sailor sleeps to like one every day. So like, we don't even see her. <laughs> Um, I, you know, they do help. It's just, you know, as a parent, you get tired of saying, can you do this? And they're like, Ugh, I hate doing the chunky dishes. Like, I, you know, so, so sailor maybe needs to start doing like, uh, nighttime security. Yeah. Um, you just, uh, get her, a get her a stun gun or something and have her walk the perimeter oh of, my gosh. Uh, of the property at 11 o'clock every night or something. Just so, uh, you can, you, yeah. you know, you're sleeping safe. Oh my gosh. That night, is so funny. Night watch woman or something. Um, her and crew actually thought that there was somebody living in our basement in the furnace room. <laughs> like they thought they smelled smoke, like somebody's smoking and we're like, no, I mean, no, nobody smokes in our house, I hope. Um, and so Steve actually had to go downstairs with them one night and like walk through the room and like pull everything out to make sure there was nobody hiding in there. Um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't sleep in the basement for like three nights. That Okay. Wait, uh, time out. That's because, uh, uh, crew and sailor were smoking in the basement <laughs> and wanted, wanted an excuse if you smelt smoke, that's what's going on there. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I hope not. That's funny. They're, I mean, they're, they're coming really up with their they're coming up with their own alibi. Hey, uh, mom, yeah. there's a hobo living in the basement smoking uh, <laughs> because because one of them found a pack of cigarettes. Oh my gosh! 
Mm. So did you did you have uh, chores to do when when you were young and around the house? Yeah, I don't think I had like uh, an assigned thing. I know that my sisters and I all took turns. We had to do dishes after supper every night. Um, I started doing my own laundry, probably junior high ish. Um, that's one thing we, Steve and I did start implementing though, is we have each of our children do all their own laundry. So, um, they have their own laundry basket in their bedroom. And when it gets full, they have to wash it, dry it and put it away. Otherwise they just have dirty clothes all the time. And how's that going? Good actually. Well, I mean, crew and sailor do all theirs. Knox and Chan, I need a little bit of like, Hey, you want clean clothes you better put your stuff in Knox loves it because it's like oh this is like a big person job like to put these in the washing machine and get the soap and pour it in and um I mean and Channing's just like whatever like she hasn't washed laundry in probably like two weeks I don't know if I have ever done my own laundry oh my I mean, I, I, I've got to guess I've run the washing machine before. Um, hmm. but so I my seven-year-old has done more laundry than you. I probably, yeah. Um, I'll wait to see if Tasha comes in and whispers in my ear that I've actually, she knows of a time I've done laundry. But I, I think I went from my mother doing my laundry to Tasha doing my laundry. I think uh, that's the life I've lived. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm necessarily proud of it. And I'm not saying I couldn't probably figure out how to do it if I needed to. Um, I mean, if, if tomorrow Tasha says, Hey, I'm tired of this, do your own laundry. I could probably figure it out. Um, But Tasha loves to do laundry. I don't know if loves it, but probably prefers it to be done correctly. Um, <laughs> which means no, she's, she's standing off to the side. Here. <laughs> you got any thoughts? She says I've never done laundry to her, to her knowledge. Oh. So, um, Oh my gosh. Um, so there we go. Um, so there are listeners. That's the kind of uh, man child that, that I am. Um, I, know to, <laughs> yeah. I do know how to do other things. Um, um so so there you go um it's a little bit of a revelation uh are you like embarrassed for me or what or jealous i don't know um i just think it's funny that you just realized it (laughs) oh i've I've kind of known it but i don't want to i see you want to admit it yeah well you talk about that kind of stuff and then it's like oh no you've never done laundry you should really take over um so (laughs) I mean, it's, it's one of those things you keep quiet about because if you bring it up, then somebody's going to want to want you to start doing it. So, uh, hey, um, well, and here, let's circle this back around to early childhood education. If you bring something up and you're talking about it, chances are kids are going to be like, I want to do that. Oh, yeah. Like, if you, you know, if you bring up, oh, I got to start sweeping under the sensory table. Kids are going to be, I'll help, I'll help, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I think my, my approach to classroom jobs would be, that in the normal course of operations, there are things that need to be done. And so I would work to create an environment where kids were empowered to do those things 
as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Because in a, a lot of times in, in those situations, in, you know, like clean up after a sensory play or whatever, um, adults just do it because they're the adult and they want it done right. And they yeah. want it done quickly and efficiently. So they do mm-hmm. it. Um, but allowing for the kids to do that first pass of cleanup, knowing that you as the adult, especially depending on the age of the kids, might have to come in and do some touch up afterwards, yeah. but empowering them. But and the, the same thing about setup. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna set up the uh, the catapults and we're gonna launch paint across the playground, whatever things like that. And so the kids getting involved in that setup process yes. um, instead of having all the activities and or whatever set up for them. Oh, it's time to rotate the loose parts. We need to we need to bring that stack of things back to the storage shed and we need to get the stuff out to the playground um those kind of jobs um because that's there's it's easier for the kids to see the value in those kind of things um because oh we get to paint or oh there's different loose parts that'll be fun um gives it more it gives it a more of a timeliness i guess and um and so those kind of in the moment jobs are things i tended to gravitate towards um, I've Same. talked about before when we would have, uh, have, uh, sand delivered for the sand pit when we were doing family child care, my buddy Lee would dump the truck in the driveway and it would do that whole beep, beep thing. And the mm-hmm. kids would just freak the hell out when the big <laughs> dump truck came. And then we would spend two or three days hauling sand from the driveway to the sand area. And I'd have the wheelbarrow and the kids would have buckets depending mm-hmm. on the size of the kid. And, and, um, there, uh, look, there was lots of sand spilt between the driveway yep. and the sand pit. It wasn't as neat and tidy as if I would have done it myself, but it was real work and they loved yes. it. And at the end of the work, they felt this, this feeling of satisfaction that I think we feel mm-hmm. from doing real work. And that's a, yes. for me, that's a lot different than being the, the caboose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I also feel like, so classroom jobs are typically done, you know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I haven't ever done them, but I'm just kind of trying to think back to like my experience in elementary school or kindergarten or whatever, or like what my kids have been involved in when they were littler. Um, and at like traditional programs. And I think classroom jobs are typically done like as soon as you come into the classroom in the morning, the ones that can be done. And I feel like in a play-based program, I mean, kids like, maybe not all kids, but I, I imagine that they're like super excited to get in and start the real work, which is playing and really don't care about stopping to feed the fish sometimes, but not all the time. Um, and I think some of those, like we, like what you were saying, we do the jobs throughout the day. So it's much more meaningful if it's incorporated into your day and into play and then kids can choose to help if they want or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the fish thing that there's going to be that kid who's really into that and knows that, oh, it's time for morning snack. And before I eat morning snack, I got to give some flakes to the, to the fish or, or drop a cricket into the, the salamander or whatever it is. And there's, there's kids that are going to really dig that. Yes. Um, and so allowing those kids to have those kind of, of tasks is, is really valuable for, for mm-hmm. that kid. Um, yeah. And forcing a kid who, who doesn't care about the welfare of the salamander 
um, it's just going to be more work for you. But but looking for mm-hmm. those opportunities for kids to contribute to the classroom community in in ways that that fit into their temperament and personality and just interests is is a valuable thing. So I'm I'm way into kids trip contributing and being part of the process and and doing tasks. But the whole fa- the whole chart and some of the jobs yeah. that are traditional just seem kind of fakey to me and they don't they yep. just they just don't they they have a bad smell to them that I, I can't really yes. really articulate you know I bet that it's a really lucrative thing though because I bet like if you go on teachers pay teachers and you type in job chart like thousands and thousands of charts will come up or Pinterest like here's an idea for how to do your job charts. Um, yeah, yuck. I don't what like the job would, chart. What would classroom, if you could pick things for kids to do in the classroom that you didn't want to do to make into classroom mm. jobs, what would you pick? Um, the wipe the poop off the wall job. Sure. Um, the rounding up of the um, rogue underwear job. The, um, let's see, what else do I hate doing? The wipe your friend's butt job. (laughs) The uh, clean up all the Kleenexes with boogers in them off the floor job. Sure. Um, the, well, when we had a, a classroom bunny cleaning the rabbit litter box job but we never had children do it because it was so disgusting with poop and pee everywhere. So yours are, yours, yours seem to be uh, pretty much uh, feces and uh, bodily fluids related. <laughs> yes. What would yours be? Uh, mine would be all paperwork related. I'd have kids coming in oh. and doing, doing the, uh, the paperwork for the meal program. And, oh, yes. you know, that, that kid who, who can count to a hundred by the time they're two, I would have them helping out with, uh, you know, staff payroll type things yep. and, and all the, all the, uh, other, other paperwork and office stuff that, you know, having, having that kid that was really good at matching games, checking staff files to make sure everything was, was, uh, <laughs> was, uh, taken care of. I would put a kid in mm-hmm. charge of fire drills, um, yes, and, and tornado like drills, that kind of stuff. The records for fire drills, like making yeah. sure there's one in there every month. Yeah. 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 I would mm-hmm. put kids in charge of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the stuff that I didn't want to do. Um, so that would, yeah. that would, that would find some value to me. And, you know, if they didn't like it, you know, I don't know, we'd, we'd hand out extra pop tarts or something, uh, <laughs> when they were done. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Manipulation out. is always good when it comes to classroom jobs. Oh, Hey, you mentioned a rabbit. I've got two, uh, um, listeners. Uh, this is sad. Maybe she'll talk about it next time she's on the show. Um, childcare bar and grill co-host, uh, Nicole from the Australia recently had a loss in the family. Um, her, her family bunny, uh, Cadbury, what's his name, uh, passed away. And, uh, so Nicole and her husband and the kids had to deal with that. So, uh, Cadbury, um, I didn't know you, but I miss you. Uh, I'm going to pour a little bit of my cocktail when we're done here in memory of, uh, of Cadbury, the bunny down in uh, New South Wales, Australia. Well, he's Um, up in heaven with our bounce. So that's. 
Oh, that's a good, are, that's a good, those are, two, those are two solid bunny names, Bounce and yeah, Cadbury. That's good yeah, names. Yeah, they are. Um, time to wrap this one up. Uh, anything you want to plug before we move on, Kristen? Yeah, you can find me. I'm usually hang out on Instagram, learning at learning.wild. And then my website, if you want to check that out, learning-wild.com. Uh, you, you sounded like you knew one a lot better than you knew the other one. You got <laughs> Well, I was like trying to just figure out which one I was, which one I was doing. Cause one's learning dash and one's learning dot. Yeah. <laughs> hey listeners, you can find me in the childcare barn grill podcast and all the other podcasts at Playvolution HQ. If you're looking for early learning online training, head over to explorationsearlylearning.com. I'm currently working on 20 scheduling trainings for 2022. I'm going to be doing a bunch. We've got other trainers going to be doing a bunch um, signed on already to do some sessions or Dan Hodgins, uh, Mike Huber, probably going to do some stuff about consent and rough and tumble play mm. Tamar Jacobson talking about things like relationships and and the baggage we adults often bring to uh, to the early learning experience. I think Kristen might pop over and do a couple. We've got a yeah. lot of fun stuff going on, so check that out if you're if you're looking for trainings. Um, maybe we'll talk about this in a little bit of the next episode. We're with uh, with each other, Kristen. We're going to be doing a a live event together coming up. It looks we like so that should be a thing. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast back soon with another episode thanks for listening bye-bye this has been an explorations early learning upstairs studio production oh